Welcome to Woman Reinvented with your host, Beth Smith. Your sponsor this week is Magnolia Organizing. Now, here's Beth. Welcome to another podcast of Woman Reinvented. Today, we're changing up the format a bit and talking to two guests, both of which happen to be professional organizers, Amber Ehrlich and Allison Moon. Listen out for the part where they talk about how they really feel when they're working with clients. This is an interview that's packed with lots of good stuff, and since they'll tell you all about themselves, let's jump in now. So, Allison and Amber, I'm so glad to have you here because clearly... Um, my profession is professional organizing, and it's fun to talk to others in the same profession, but I also loved your stories, um, in a, and we met each other uh, through a group that we are, a Facebook group, actually, that we're all members of, um, but Allison, I'd like to hear, I know you're from Ontario Canada, Ontario, Canada, and I'd love to hear your story, and then we'll talk to Amber, too, separately, but I'd love to hear um, how you ended up getting in the world of professional organizing. Yes, hello. So much hey. for having me here, Beth. It's good to be here with you and Amber. Yes, so my name is Allison Moon. I'm a professional organizer, as you introduced. Um, let me give you a bit of background in terms of what brought me to becoming a professional organizer. Um, I'm married. I'm a mom to three little children that came to us through the journey of adoption. And um, about three years ago, I had a fairly major career shift. Uh, before adopting my kids, I worked for about 20 years as a mental health occupational therapist. I worked in a variety of places, psychiatric hospitals and prisons and group homes, um, paused during my working years of adopting our kids. And then during the grueling and lengthy wait for our little girl, um, I received the unthinkable news that I had stage three breast cancer. Mm. Um, so just uh, as you know, life, as you know, kind of stops um, and it all became very dark and scary. Um, began a two-year journey of chemo, radiation, surgery and reconstruction and all the ups and downs that go with that. Um, and then during that crazy journey, my little girl, Amelia, actually came home. I literally went for my last chemotherapy treatment one morning. And then right after that, went up to where my daughter had been living in her foster home and we picked her up. And, um, so it's, it's quite amazing. So fast forward, um, a, a year, a year or so after that, and my daughter is now going into junior kindergarten and I'm thinking it's time for me to get back to work. So I go online and start searching around for occupational therapy jobs. And I have this very sick feeling in the pit of my stomach as I'm reading the descriptions. Um, just thinking, I am, I don't want to go back there. I loved it when I was working in the field. I loved it. I was passionate about it, but I just felt I was finished, you know, and um, a fateful uh, dinner with a longtime friend. And she said, you love organizing and you love business. Why don't you put something together and uh, make that your new career? And at that point, I, I mean, I got excited just thinking about it, but I didn't know if I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know you could actually be an organizer and make a living uh, out of it. So anyway, I went online, started researching professional organizing, and of course, because we're also organized, everything's online, the step-by-step -step process for how to become one, and um, that's my story that led me, led me to this business I've had up and going for about three years. Oh, that's awesome, and you know, I'm a breast cancer survivor too, and I can't imagine, mm -hmm. now I was only stage one, and I did not have to have chemo, but I cannot imagine what life must have been like going through that last bit of chemo, or in my case, even radiation, and then walking off and adopting a child. 
but but so my hat is off to you. I it, it's so hard sometimes oh, when you hear that yeah. diagnosis. You think, well, I don't even know if I should plan for anything next week, much less you know mm -hmm. a child. So I that's just amazing that you were able mm -hmm. to just know that life was going to continue to go on and take the faith of of that adoption. I'm just shocked at that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the uh, mm. life takes funny turns and we end up in places where we're supposed to be, I very much believe. So obviously that was just coming together for you. Um, all right, so Amber, now I you agree. have an amazing story as well. So I'd like you to introduce yourself a little bit. And the other thing that I think is kind of interesting about you is that you're training as a KonMari consultant. And I want you to make sure you talk about what that is. But, you know, Marie Kondo wrote like the most popular organizing book ever, The mad Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And actually, even though I'm not a um, um, Marie Kondo uh, consultant, I, um, I will have to tell you that that's kind of where I decided, hey, maybe this is a thing and maybe I could make a living at it. So that was kind of life-changing for me in that way. But talk about that, if you would, Amber, and tell us a little bit about who you are. Yes, so hello, I'm Amber Ehrlich, and my company is The Tidy Bungalow, and named that way just because I live in the cutest 1935 bungalow ever built. And I've seen it, it's adorable. Came... <laughs> Thank you. So I came to organizing um, probably just in a very personal, just a very personal way. I decided to leave corporate to focus on my mental health after a really serious year of battling severe depression and anxiety. And then I was at home, I was no longer working and I just, I really decided to focus on my home and making it a place that I love. It had really become a reflection of my depression over the previous year or two. It was cluttered and horribly disorganized. And I we know that there's a big that. connection between clutter and depression. I mean, oh, it's very it's so huge. Right. Yes. So I had read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo, as you had referenced, a year or two before. So I reread it and followed the process to get my home to a place where it really support me. And so I could live the life I was determined to live after recovering and going through the process of healing with depression. And when I had my house in order, I really felt the joy of it all. I knew that this is just what I wanted to do. I wanted to work with people so they could experience the same magic that I did. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, yeah, and you kind of asked a little bit about um, Mari Kondo and the KonMari method. Right. So when it, com yeah, when it comes to certification, it's very, very rigorous. A certified KonMari consultant has not only worked with numerous clients and submitted really detailed reports on each session, they've actually kind of married their own homes first. So if you work with somebody, you know that they've been there and done that. So the KonMari method takes people through decluttering and organizing, and she goes category by category versus room by room right. with a single question of, does this spark joy? And so as you move through the categories, your joy meter, as Mari calls it, becomes more sensitive. So you're really ready to work through the sentimental items, you know, the family photographs and the journals and everything. The last category she has, and often the one people try to start with, and then they get so incredibly discouraged as it's right. so emotional, they just stop organizing. Yeah. And right. I decided to go this route because I experienced the magic of tidying up. Um, and it was really important for me to have a method to follow when working with my clients. And we may not follow the method to a T each time, but it really deeply informs how I work with everyone and their belongings. 
And, and I it's think all- that for me is also an underlying um, a, a kind of a theme through how I, how I organize. I um, love her folding techniques, which is an easy thing to teach people. <laughs> and they're like, yes. I have these extra dressers and these extra, I'd like, you do not need all this extra stuff. I will show you how to fold your clothes and they will fit in what you currently have. And they don't believe me at first. Yes. Till they see the folding method, which is fabulous. And mm-hmm. I, I can't why, understand why we haven't <laughs> done that before. Um, but there's a lot of things about that book I thought were really valuable. Um, and that whole notion of keeping what creates joy for you in your house, as opposed to just keeping it because you bought it or somebody gave it to you. And sometimes mm-hmm. for my clients, and I'm sure for yours, it's really hard to impart that because in some ways they feel like they bought it, they should keep it. And and so they'll just move it to the garage or move it to the attic. But is that really sparking joy? And that's a hard, I think that's a hard concept to get our heads around in, the, in America when we're being, and I'm sure Canada too, when we kind of all think we should be, the you know, that whole he who has the most toys wins. But, but once mm. as, as me, and you guys probably don't even know this, I live in a tiny house. My, t- my house is 768 square feet. Um, I took what Marie had to say and just went straight to it and we built our house and, you know, we live tiny and we love it that way because we do not feel like we're overwhelmed by clutter. Now that does sometimes translate into my clients saying, you're not going to make me throw everything away, are you? So, uh, Amber, how (laughs) do you handle that when they're worried that you're going to make them throw everything away? Yeah, I'd say in Allison, you've probably experienced too that when we come into somebody's home, they're just, they're, they're afraid. They think that we're going to be very judgmental of where they are. Mm-hmm. And they just really aren't, you know, we're there to really yeah. support and guide them through this. Like I always tell my clients, you know, I'm not here to like work for you. I'm here to work with mm-hmm. you because it's really important right. that we partner. And a lot of people, they know they need to get rid of something and they just, they need that, you know, disinterested third party, that professional to say, you know, it's okay. You can get rid of it and let's, you know, find the most appropriate place for it. And in reverse, you know, I had a client last week and she's had her wedding dress in her closet for 40 years. And she's like, I'm supposed to get rid of this, right? And I said, no, I could just see, you know, the pain on her face. And I was like, no, no, like you keep your wedding dress. Like you love mm-hmm. it and you have the space for it. So also giving people permission you know, to really keep something that they love. It's not practical at all, but it really does bring them joy. Yeah, that's a, that's a spark joy for her, right? If, if she's, you know, oh, yeah. bought it up in the back of the closet and she never sees it, is that joyful? Maybe for her, but, um, you know, I think we making those decisions about what's important are so key in living the life that we want to live. And sometimes we just have a hard time making those decisions. So, um, Amber, as, um, as you have started working with clients, and of course, this podcast is Woman Reinvented, tell me about a client of yours who's reinvented themselves, if you can. Yes. So, my clients are typically somewhere in the grieving process. It's just these are the people that I attract and love to work with. They've lost a parent. They have a spouse that's, you know, actually going through cancer treatment, or maybe, you know, they just only have a few months left have had a life altering illness or, you know, they're also dealing with severe depression and they're taking care of so many things. Their home just really hasn't been a priority. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to come out on the other side. And at some point their home needs to become that beautiful supportive space again. So they just kind of want to enjoy the quiet time in their home. So 
it's not one particular client, but this just seems to be like all the clients that I work with. And it's so amazing. They're strong, creative, and courageous women. And they just need somebody to take care of them for a bit and just hold that space for them so they can reinvent themselves mm. and what their next chapter is going to be. Mm, I love that term, hold that space for them. Mm. I just think that's so important in what we do. Um, so Allison, um, I've seen you thinking about showcasing some of your clients as they're transforming. Tell me about what you're doing. That sounded really mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, I um, I can so resonate with Amber saying about the purpose of what we're doing. It's it's not about the closet. It's not about making everything perfect. Um, it's really about the people and helping them to create a home that serves them and that um, in which they can feel comfortable and at home and relaxed. And as we know, clutter sort of does the opposite of that. So, yeah, I find a, a lot of my clients as well uh, are typically women that are reaching out and they are often in a state of distress, as Amber referred to as well, some sort of grief or significant loss in their life or a transition. Um, and, you know, uh, m some of the people who are sort of coming to mind right now for me in terms of the transforming aspect of organizing are those who do struggle with chronic illness. So some sort of either a fibromyalgia, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, depression, anxiety. Uh, there's a whole host of different issues that can really cause day-to-day -day life to be very, very difficult and challenging. Um, and I think of one client in particular who um, she has a, a chronic fatigue syndrome and she works full time and comes home to a home that is just sort of over time become quite cluttered, disorganized, and none of the systems work for her. So this is a woman who's already got fatigue issues. She's overwhelmed. Her self-esteem is very low at this point, and she doesn't have a sense of sort of control over her own environment. And as we know, that that is just it's such a negative cycle and it's, it's really tough to get out of. So I'm finding that the work of getting in there and focusing on the physical environment and um, I'm always big on um, going like Amber and, and you Beth referred to earlier. It's, it's about finding the things that spark joy. And I often say to my clients, we're going to go on a treasure hunt. We're looking for things that you love and we want to make those front and center in your home. And then it's sometimes easier to make those decisions about what needs to go. I like that technique. I'm, I'm, I'm stealing that one. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's really helpful and it shifts. It shifts because sometimes uh, I think a perception of a professional organizer, somebody who comes in and has an agenda, right? right. That we're here to uh, create the home we imagine and it needs to look a certain way for our after pictures. And um, that's not at all the heart of what we're doing. The heart of what we're doing is to help ultimately guide and support them in achieving their goals. It's not about what I think is nice and organized and appealing. It's what they want and what works for them and their family. Um, and for this particular woman, she, she just needed help. She needed, um, she needed someone to come alongside her and guide her and lead her through the process. But such a key part of that was empowering her as we went. So that's why I love when, when my clients are very hands-on involved so that they're feeling right. um, their own, you know, their own courage and bravery increased as they make tough decisions they thought they could never make alone. You know, so we're just there to support and guide and nurture them and sometimes asking tough questions for sure when, when the relationship is at that level, you know, but, um, but what I'm finding time and time again is that these women 
find me sort of an exhausted, overwhelmed, nothing's working. And then by the end, it's like a weight has lifted and they're feeling, I see, you see it in their face, right? You see the confidence growing. You see them like, I don't need that anymore. What have I been holding on to that for? That's a bad memory. And the clarity of mind just starts to increase. And of course, it's a, it's a ripple effect, right? So the home environment, once that, once they've started dealing with that stuff, it affects their whole framework. So I'm finding people are now talking about they can finally start eating healthy the way they've been wanting to for a while or, or starting to exercise or start getting, getting back into a hobby they loved but couldn't find anything. So it's the physical clarity of space, but it's also, I find most significantly, the mental clarity and the empowerment that comes. And that's what I'm just, I can't get enough of it. I just love seeing, it's such a privilege to be up close to somebody, right, who's, who's going through a transformation. And it's just a privilege to be alongside and to have even a tiny part in that process. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. So when I leave my clients, I can't, I mean, every client I leave gives me a big hug because we've become friends, right? You're working through stuff. I've seen their credit card statements. I've seen uh, their underwear drawer. I've seen every (laughs) part of their house. Um, And, uh, (laughs) and sometimes most of the time we hate to leave each other, right? We just have become friends through that Mm -hmm. process. Um, and I've heard things like, Beth, you're an answer to prayer. I was in a bad space because of my home and I just couldn't get mm-hmm. my arms around it. Um, and that's so validating for me to be able to work one-on-one with people to, to affect whatever little bit of change we can mm-hmm. for that. But, but sometimes it is the life-changing magic of tidying up. Um, tell me, of course, I already think I know, Allison, the answer that you would give, but tell me how you feel when you leave that client's home. What is that to you? Oh, I feel the way I feel right now talking about it and hearing you, Beth, and you, Amber, talking about it as well. I just feel like so excited and so invigorated. And I feel when I leave a client's home, typically I feel really inspired by them and by their story and their determination because it takes a lot of courage to invite someone into your home, a stranger, Right. And to open up your drawers and cupboards and right. open up your life. That, that is incredibly courageous. And I always feel very humbled by that. And I know sometimes they approach me in a position of feeling that they're, they're weak and I'm the strong one coming to save them. But that's not it at all. And in fact, the inspiration I get from watching people face really hard stuff really, yeah. really encourages me. And it helps me in my own life and my own challenges, as my, in my own areas where I'm stuck because we all have them. Yes. And I get inspired by people. And, and the other feeling I feel is grateful. I just feel so grateful that I, that I landed in this, in this particular profession. So Amber, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Tell me how you feel, especially with hearing your background and those kinds of things. I know, I think I know the answer of what this is going to be, but uh, tell me about that when you're leaving that client. So when I'm leaving after, you know, a good three, four, five hours, I may feel physically exhausted because we've done so much work, but emotionally I am energized. I'm just like jumping around like this is my energizer bunny moment, even though I'm physically exhausted. Emotionally, I'm just really charged up. Right. I have just spent hours upon hours in my happy place. I'm taking care of people. I'm doing things that I love. I'm decluttering. I'm organizing. I'm creating that joyful space for them. And like you had said before, you're talking about, you know, you get, you leave with a hug. I'm like, if I don't leave with a hug, something went wrong. Wow. You know, it's just like, I get the hug. Everybody's just like, oh my gosh, we made so much progress. 
I often hear, you know, I was so afraid to start this. Like I thought there would be so much judgment that, you know, you weren't judgmental. And I really should have, if I knew it was going to be like this easy, I would have done this years ago. So, you know, I leave with a hug and, you know, with a lot of, a lot of puppy kisses because all my clients seem to have the cutest dogs in the world. So hugs and kisses, (laughs) that's how I leave. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, um, so many of the folks that I bump into from time to time, you know, they need me, right? Um, And I'll even go to clients that don't decide to book and you know, they need me, but I think they think that this is a bad thing to say, I need help in this regard. There's a lot of guilt around well, the expected judgment, but also the guilt around, I should know how to do this myself. How do you guys deal with that when you've got clients that you kind of feel are just feeling like, nah, I should do it myself. There's too much guilt. Uh, Amber, how do you help them understand that it's okay? So I don't know where we took this class, but I think primarily like women, we've, we've somehow taken this class that told us that we know, like we have to know how to do everything. We have to keep this perfect home. We have to have like the exact skills to declutter and organize. I don't know why we all took this class, but somewhere along the line we did and we didn't even realize it. And so, you know, I was chatting with a new client last week. We're just having our intro phone call. And I told her, I'm like, girl, I do not art. Like I don't art. I don't know how to art. It's just really not my thing. And I said, so I am so grateful that you, like you're an artist. So you go ahead, you live in your zone of genius and I will happily be your patron. Right. So my zone of genius, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's decluttering and organizing. And so I have professionals and coaches for all sorts of things in my life because that's not my area of expertise. And so I just get to come in and I get to be that area of expertise for these women who, you know, they don't have to do everything by themselves. And just, I am so proud of them when they reach out for help because that's when I've done my best is when I've reached out for help from others. And it's amazing who will be there to really fill that space for me and help me out. Allison, do you have anything to add about that? Yeah, that was beautifully said. Yeah, I think that's very similar to how I how I approach my clients because guilt is a very common um, feeling that I'm hearing about when they, when they connect with me and um, their own internal guilt about it, but also sometimes they're getting the message maybe from others in their family that they should be able to do this themselves as well. So it's not just the internal voices and the course we took as Amber said, I love that, um, that it's, it's what's around us and what we see on TV and what we see on Instagram, the perfection and how we interpret that. Um, and yeah, so anything I can do to break that down and just remind them that we all need help with something. We can't possibly all be good at everything. We can't make time for everything. Um, I hire people as well for all kinds of things that I have no ability to do or no time to do. And, and ultimately it's, it's a courageous step. And that's what I always come back to is just really focusing on, on it is a courageous step. And often if there has been a family member who's been perhaps, um, skeptical or or not thinking that there was a need for this help usually that person comes around by the time the process is done because they see how different it is right when someone's got the right support right absolutely um, hopefully by the end the guilt is gone (laughs) (laughs) right um and and, okay i'm just going to give you because i we've got lots of things we want to talk about i'm going to let you have a yes or no answer to this question do you see yourself as a perfectionist allison no no Amber, are you a perfectionist? No, I am definitely not a perfectionist. Yeah. So see, we're not perfectionist, but we do love what we do. Um, 
Now, I want to just make sure I have a chance to, and I, I, you know, we're getting, getting a little long on time, but uh, Amber, um, I was reading your blog and you wrote the most beautiful blog post about working with someone who is grieving the loss of her husband. And the quote I remember from that post was, my process will take care of the stuff, but I will take care of you. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yes. So this was Gail and I was given her name and her number and told that she needs needed some help because she was grieving, you know, a death recently. And so I get on the phone with her and the moment I heard her voice, my heart just went out to her. I could hear her pain over the phone. And in that instant, everything changed. I knew I wasn't going to work with her and just take care of, you know, her and, you know, the spouse's belongings. I was going to just, I was going to be taking care of her. It really wasn't about the stuff at that point. She just, she needed the love and compare and compassion and someone to really honor her feelings, no matter what they were. You know, we label our feelings as like positive or negative or good or bad. And she's in the throes of grief. And so all of her feelings were valid and she just really needed somebody to listen. And so she is the client that changed everything for me. Gail changed organizing from this really amazing job into my life's purpose. And she will always hold a special place in my heart for that. Well, you know, um, when we've gone, when you have gone through what you went through with your mental health pathway, right? That was a terrible time for you. But it, I've learned and we learned that life throws us these terrible things to prepare us for the wonderful things we can have later. So it feels like to me, if you hadn't had the experience you have, you might not have been in the right emotional place to be there for her to have that transformation. Does that make sense? And while it's hard, I just think that uh, it feels like every step I take in my life is the next step to the next thing. And they all build on each other. And it's just hearing you say that just mm-hmm. kind of crystallized that for me again. It's so true. It, what I do and how I work with my clients is 100% a reflection of the love and support I received in my darkest hour. Right. Mm. And isn't that amazing? Oh. Um, Allison, mm. I love your beautiful website. I just, I've been an hour. Oh, thank you. Uh, fantasizing about your website. <laughs> um, you got great oh, videos, and um, I just enjoyed uh, my visit there. But in that, on your website, you called yourself a personal trainer for your home, which I love. So how did you come up with that? And how did you see that? Well, actually, my wonderful coach, Jen Kilburn, came up with that. Oh, well, good for um, her. And I love, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that phrase. She, um, yeah, being a personal trainer for the home, the way that strikes me, it's it's really the process is about them, not me. So when I think about a personal trainer, I think about a coach, a teacher, someone to inspire and empower and lead. And that's very much how I like to approach my work with my clients is basically helping them to get stronger in doing the decluttering and organizing and making decisions. And as well, it's about their goals. I referred to this earlier. It's about what they have in mind, what their vision is for their home, not mine. So I'm coming in really to serve, guide, lead, cheer them on in their, in their goals. Um, I think the other really key thing about the, the personal trainer idea is that um, I can go in, we can go in as organizers and do the work top to bottom. We can leave the home beautifully organized. However, if the client hasn't had any involvement in that process, then the chances for long-term success and transformation, which is, of course, 
gosh, that's the beauty of it when it becomes more than just about getting an organized home. Right. So to me, it's about, you know, really working with them and teaching them skills and strategies and letting them build their confidence by getting their hands dirty in the process. Um, and that's kind of like being at the gym, working, working those dumbbells, right? You're just, you have to get in there, you have to sweat a bit. And that's where you get the empowerment. That's where you get your own sense of satisfaction. And that's where transformation can really occur. That's right. Oh, this has been so much fun. And of course, as organizers, we could probably sit around and talk like this all day and share our favorite thing. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, the thing that yeah. I think is, is so um, validating for what we do is that hug at the end of the door, the puppy kisses, um, the little one. I had uh, one of my clients, um, the little girl was saying, um, I, when is she coming back? She, we need to do my room now. Um, you know, those kinds of things that just, you know, you, you start becoming a member of the family kind of. And I do often set up maintenance mm -hmm just like a personal trainer, maintenance programs, uh, once that whole big process is done. Um, and then I do get the chance to come back and, and visit with my clients, um, which is, of course, then I became, I start feeling like a family member, I do. Anyway, but it's been so great to have you guys uh, with us. And um, I wanna make sure that everybody knows how they can get in touch with you, because obviously, um, Allison and Amber, if, they're, if you're living in the Phoenix area, Amber, uh, would be a great um, uh, organizer for you guys. So Amber, why don't you just give give us how to get in touch with you and then we'll have Allison do it too. You can find me online at thetidybungalow.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the same name, The Tidy Bungalow. I love it. All right, Allison, how can they find you? Yes, you can find me at allisonmoon.org, O-R-G. And online, I'm on Facebook, um, Allison Moon Organizer. And I'm on Instagram and soon to be on Pinterest. Awesome. And um, you are in Ontario, but I don't know if I know the town name that you may know. I am. I'm in Hamilton, which is about an hour away from Toronto. So I serve the um, Hamilton, Burlington, Oakville area, but I also do a lot of online virtual organizing and I've got um, some, some group workshops coming up as well. Perfect. Good. And Amber, do you do virtual <laughs> organizing? I do as well. Yes. It's, okay. <laughs> I actually had a client recently, I made, you know, a post online and she wrote, I wish you were in Tampa. And I said, I but could be, I could you be. know, virtually I, or in person travels right. possible. I'm just a Skyper and I've uh, FaceTime away. All right. Well guys, it's been so great That's to great. have you with us. Um, I, um, I know that you'll be um, in, an, in somebody else's home again next week. And I just know that they have I'm very privileged to have you there as you work with them. And I'm just happy that you could, you could be on our podcast today. So have a great uh, weekend and see you soon. It was so great getting to know those guys. Now, don't forget that this episode is brought to you by Magnolia Organizing. Pop on over to our website to claim our new 11 top hacks for life reinvention. Also, find us at Instagram and Facebook at Magnolia Organizing. And I can't wait to see you next week as we talk to our next Woman Reinvented. Thank you for listening to Woman Reinvented with Beth Smith. For show notes or to contact Beth, visit her website, magnoliaorganizing.com.